The mountains faded from underneath them. At Milan, they changed trains and rattled, rattled, rattled on, itchy, metallic, grubby, south and west, the coastal flats, the sea beyond parades of pine trees, pale cattle with wide, amazing horns. It took all day. They arrived in the sunlit evening. Nadine twisted in her seat, pointing out churches and aqueducts, ruins and piazzas, places she recognized from her honeymoon, nine years before. Tom stared with an immediate and complete jealousy, wanting the adventure she and Riley had had and the knowledge they had acquired. And then suddenly, right outside the train window, like a massive hot-air balloon crash-landing in front of them, the dome of St. Peter's appeared and was gone again, leaving the vista beyond of roofs and bridges and the ancient world. And the heat! He was sweating in his English tweed. He was enchanted. A cab took them from the station along the river, past broken arches and massive columns, and tall stone doorways leading to dappled courtyards, past donkeys and peasants and priests and endless bold-eyed dark people. Tom took it all in. He wound down the window. The smell was of hot, dusty donkeys, of broth boiling, garlic frying in olive oil, though he didn't know that's what it was. The light lay golden on white stone. Voices were calling, shouting, chatting, the rhythms unfamiliar and enticing. Ao! he heard. Ao! By the time they arrived, a great and dusty expedition in the small piazza, he was like a big dog in the back of the taxi, desperate to get out and be in this city. Each of the visitors was to fall like plums in a heat wave for the charms of Rome, but Tom fell hardest. They were in a piazza on an island in the river in the middle of this city, which was more like a painting come to life than any actual place that Tom had ever seen. He was practically quivering. As they drew up, a man lounging on the far side against the river wall caught Tom's eye through the glass of the window. He would catch any eye. There was something naturally flamboyant about him— an unspoken expectation of attention hanging around his big shoulders and barrel chest. His hair and his coat were long, his waistcoat was striped blue, and he was smoking, with an air both idle and attractive. The bottoms of his trousers, Tom noticed, were soaking wet. The driver was fumbling with the brakes. Nadine was saying, "'Oh, darlings, look!' And as she opened the car door to get out, the man strode up, arm outstretched, black curls going back like a ram's horns from a strong brow, wild eyebrows curling off in all directions. In a fluid movement he opened the door, pulled Nadine up from her seat and embraced her. Then he pushed her away to look at her, clasped her head with his hands in her hair, and cried out, "'My sister!' Nadine was startled, yes, but delighted. Tom found himself smiling. You would think he was in his own house, in this piazza, he thought, welcoming guests. He launched himself out of the car and stumbled upright. The man turned to him, big brown eyes, a big nose diamond cut on the bridge, and cavernous at the nostril, smiling. Tom felt a flush of infidelity to Riley. He wanted this man to like him. He wished that he wasn't so very blonde. A man should be dark, like this man. Some children had appeared. Two skinny boys, smaller than him. Good. A girl, a little younger than him, quite tough-looking, 
big eyes, a lot of hair which reminded him of ropes. He wondered quickly if she would choose Kitty or him. He thought he was prepared not to mind if the girls went off together, so long as it didn't mean he had to be with the small boys. But actually, he knew at first glance that he wanted this girl to want him, and that it was his responsibility to make that happen. First impressions and all that. So, when in Rome, he cried, and embraced the girl in a huge, ungainly, long-armed hug. He took hold of her head, kissed her cheeks, and cried, just as Aldo had, My sister! It went down extremely well. Kitty, pink and fair, saw the tall, curly-haired man, the new cousin, hugging Nadine madly.